You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 227 with Whitney Caves. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm going to keep this intro short, but I am super excited to have Whitney on the show. We are going to be talking about some topics that I feel like moms struggle with. And some of those are saying no and why that's so important to say no, because it actually allows us to say yes to the opportunities that line up with our core values and what um, we prioritize. And so that's super important. This also leads into setting boundaries. And I know that when people hear setting boundaries, they're just, I think they can be like, oh gosh, like, I don't know, people are going to get mad. And you know, but the thing is, is if you find yourself saying yes to things that you don't even want to do, then how is that really being the person that you want to be? Are you being authentic to yourself when you're saying yes, but really you're like gritting your teeth, which leads me to people pleasing. And are you people pleasing because you want to avoid a confrontation or a conflict, right? It's one thing if your love language is acts of service and you just absolutely love helping people and it it, it gives you so much life. But it's another if you're just like, I feel like I have to say yes, or they're going to think I'm rude or selfish, but I really hate doing this. And so I just wanted to talk to Whitney about this um, because I think so many times this can happen. And, you know, we're not talking about that you shouldn't be generous with your time and that you shouldn't be helpful and stuff like that. But when your cup is full, you can pour from it, right? We've all heard that saying. And so it's really important to take care of yourself so that you can do the things that are important in your life. Um, So if you know someone who's struggling with this, make sure to share this episode with them. I hope you guys really enjoy this show. Hey, you guys. So before we jump into the show, I realized I haven't done my favorite things segment in a while. And so I wanted to talk to you about some skincare products that I am absolutely loving. If you missed episode 224 with Lindsay Young, you would have heard me say that I have partnered up with Beauty Counter. So Beauty Counter is a skincare company. They also sell makeup that is non-toxic and Um, completely clean. And it is also effective. I mean, that is really important, right? We want our stuff to really work for us. Um, I ended up trying the resurfacing peel and it was amazing. And then I tried another product and that is the All Bright Serum. And that is what sold me. I was like, you know what? I kind of want to just add this to my arsenal. I wanted to change things up, especially as I age. I noticed I kind of need to tweak things. So um, what I wanted to do for you guys is... I decided to get a bunch of samples. So if you have been on the fence with Beauty Counter and you didn't want to just jump in and you want to try it, this is the way to do it. So I'm going to give you an idea of what samples I got. So for sure, I got the All Bright C Serum. And you might be thinking, so who needs this? Well, if you have dull skin and you have uh, sunspots, this is the perfect thing for that. And you use it during the day. Okay. And then the other sample that I have is the product that um, I tried first and fell in love with, and that is the Overnight Resurfacing Peel. I absolutely love this because I have gotten a couple peels at spas, um, not the really intense ones where you look like you have pizza face, um, but they do a great job and your face feels so soft. You guys, I felt like this did such an amazing job for like such a low cost. I mean, you will have this for months and you can use it every other night. And I woke up and my face just looked so 
bright. So you might be wondering who's this for? This is for if you have fine lines and wrinkles and you're kind of like wanting to smooth that out. And so I kind of like thinking that the Albright C Serum and the Overnight Resurfacing Peel are sisters. Um, I say that because I love using the peel at night, um, every other night. And then the Albright C Serum gives me that brightness um, to my face. And I can wear that every day underneath my moisturizer. Um, so if you're looking to brighten up your face, especially because it's dull with winter, these products are perfect for you. So again, the all um, the all bright C serum is if you have sunspots and your face is just feeling dull, and the peel is for more for if you have wrinkles and fine lines. And then if you guys missed that I did a giveaway, I did a giveaway for the charcoal face mask, and that's okay if you missed it because I have you covered. I have samples. So if you want the charcoal face mask sample, this is good for people who have. Um, you know, if they have oily skin, now I use this too, and I don't have oily skin, but I only use it once a week. And I really notice my pores get cleaned out on my chin, nose, and a little bit on my forehead. What it does, because it's activated charcoal, it pulls everything to the surface. It is amazing. And so if you have more oily skin, you can use this a couple times a week. So if you want me to send you a sample, all you got to do is email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com. If you are following my new Instagram account, which is Mom Inspired Living, um, I had to change it because I cannot fully access Amber Sandberg anymore. So if you have not started following me at Mom Inspired Living, please do so. I would greatly appreciate it because starting over is really hard on social media. And um, I'm just like, I miss all my people. And I'm just wondering if they wondered where in the world did I go um, because I can't even access messages or anything like that on my old account. Um, so you can message me, message me at Amber, or I'm sorry, see, I'm so used to saying my name at Mom Inspired Living, or you can email me, let me know which sample you would like, and I will mail that to you. Um, so again, if you've been sitting on the fence, or if you just didn't know a beauty counter consultant, and you're like, you know what, I really want to try it, this is the perfect opportunity. I wanted to take care of you guys. That's why I ordered so many samples. Um, and if you have a beauty, co- a beauty counter consultant that you haven't talked to in a long time, and you're like, you know what, I, you know, this girl's from high school, and I don't even really talk to her, you know, you can change over. It's not a big deal. All you have to do is pick um, a different consultant and um, it's really, there's no drama to it. They make it super easy. Um, So if you'd love for me to help you, I would love to do that. So if you have any questions, feel free to email me or message me. Um, But again, I would love to get this in your hands. They're amazing products. They're clean and effective. All right, you guys, um, that is it for my favorite things segment this week. Let's go to the show. Hey, Whitney, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hi, Amber. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So I like to start off every show with an icebreaker on travel. Um, I am a travel agent, you know, but we know that everyone's not traveling like they used to uh, with COVID. Um, But I wanted to ask you, where are you dying to go when you can travel again? Okay. So uh, when I was younger, um, and now too, actually, I loved the Anne of Green Gables books. And I have always wanted to bring my daughter to Prince Edward Island. And so I wanted to wait until she was old enough to be able to remember it a little bit. And so I would love to take her there whenever we are able to travel again. Yeah, especially into Canada. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're not letting us in there. Right. <laughs> um, I think it's going to have to wait a while. <laughs> I know. But it, that area looks so beautiful. And um, I, I think that would be such a great place to go. I, this is why I like asking people. So 
before I had changed it up, before I'd asked what was, um, you know, my guest's favorite vacation spot that they have gone to with or without kids. And then because we're kind of like holding right now for travel, I'm like, where would everybody love to go? You know, because before we might have taken that for granted a little bit that we could travel. Now I think people are really thinking about all the places they would love to go once they can travel again. So it's just fun to yeah. hear what other people say. It gives people ideas. So I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to do that. I would. Yeah. Okay. So let's get started. How about you share with us your name, your full name, where you live and how many kids you have and their ages. Okay. My name is Whitney Caves and I live in Clinton, Mississippi. Um, it is a town right outside of Jackson. So I live in the central part of the state. Um, I am married to Will. We've been married for about nine and a half years. And I have one daughter, Lily, and she turned four about a week ago. So that's where I am right now. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Um, so I um, I wanted to bring you on because um, I just wanted to, you know, especially with all the stuff with the pandemic and, um, you know, isolation and, you know, we're all having to deal like with people like way more, like if you're isolating with them and you're kind of realizing, um, you know, you can't like necessarily just like escape the way you want. And so you're having to really confront things, right? Like to make the relationships work in your life um, that maybe you could be like, oh, um, I don't really see them enough. And so I could just kind of, you know, not have to figure all this out. And and so that's why I wanted to bring you on. So how about you share with us um, how you got to where you are today? And then that will make sense to why I brought you on to talk about these topics. Okay. Um, I am, for my work, I am a licensed professional counselor. Um, my my master's degree is in counseling psychology. Um, I work with a, a private practice. We have a few locations in Mississippi, and I work primarily with, with children and their parents, with teenage girls, and with young adult females. Um I do quite a bit of work around around anxiety and depression and then also around managing stress, um, creating proper boundaries with time and with relationships. Those things affect stress and anxiety and depression so much. Um, and I do quite a few other things too, but those are some of my main areas of focus. Yeah. And I wonder too, like if you noticed a um, increase with anxiety and depression um, with girls during the pandemic, did you notice a shift at all? Um, I would say that I noticed a series of shifts oh, in the mm -hmm. beginning. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, people were just trying to make it mm. and to to figure out the logistics of the day to day. It, yeah. it changed so suddenly yeah. um, from that. If you looked at the big picture of that, I think that you might assume, I think I anticipated a lot of overall fear and worry and it really wasn't like that. It was more, um, people trying to figure out the logistics of kids being home and working at home at the same time and the stress that all that brought on. Um, then I noticed another shift and quite an increase in anxiety 
as school got ready to start yeah. back. Um, I don't, I don't know how it was in every area, but in right. my area, there were weeks and weeks of uncertainty around what that was going to look like. And that was incredibly anxiety inducing for, um, for kids and, and for their parents um, and making the decisions about that. So that was another shift I saw um, in that. And kind of now we are all used to this. And I see a shift in just overall anxiety and people wondering, why am I so anxious? Why am I so overwhelmed? And um, I think it's easy for us to forget that just this kind of chaos that has become the background noise of our lives. It's not, it's not normal. It's our normal for right now, but it isn't normal to, you know, all be home and school be changing up and, you know, it's, it's not normal, but it is our normal now. So exactly. I've I've seen a series of shifts with it. Um, it really has been, it really has been something, and I know it will forever, you know, change me. And it's been a great honor to me to be able to walk with my clients through such a monumental time in history, really. Yeah. I mean, I, I like you said, it's kind of like we did go through phases, right? So mm-hmm. it was just having to keep adjusting to different things. And um Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we're not going to be talking about, uh, you know, girls and, uh, teenage girls and whatnot, but, um, they will become women and maybe moms someday. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, as us, as us moms, I think it's good, you know, that our daughters can see the things that we're going to talk about. And so I first wanted to really talk about, especially, I mean, you really see this during the lockdown pandemic and stuff like that is where, you know, women's they just feel like they're wearing so many hats and how mm-hmm. it can really just train us. Um, so what is your thoughts on this expectation that either society has on us or that we just kind of put on ourselves? Um, with that expectation, can you kind of expound on, on what that expectation? Yeah, I think the I expectation of wearing so many hats. Like yeah. I feel like they just kind of take on um, the world, right? They're just like, Oh, mm-hmm. I got to do everything. And so, you know, I think sometimes you we might get the picture that we should be doing everything. Like we're the mother, of course, like we should do it all. But some people, maybe they don't feel that way, but maybe they just feel that way themselves and put it onto themselves. And then they just kind of run themselves Mm -hmm. to the ground, um, Mm -hmm. which doesn't help anyone in the end. So um, yeah, we'd love for you to speak to that. Sure. Uh, This is a strong word that I'm going to use, but even more than that, just being harmful, I would call that pretty destructive um, Mm. because we can't. No one can. Um, we cannot possibly do just this this great list of things that we set forth to do and, and do them all and do them all well. Um, we take in, most of us, so much more media and social media now that it can greatly add to that feeling of pressure and we can put things on ourselves that we didn't even know to put on ourselves. Um, and that is just, it is not something that we are able to do. It is not something that I even 
you know, want to do. I am my worst self whenever I start taking on too many things. And so that's kind of my, my general outlook on that. And, you know, with clients, depending on what specifically they're going through, I I can go a lot more in detail on that. Yeah. Well, one thing too, you were talking about social media and I know you said media as well. And, um, I do feel like social media plays into this. And I feel like for me, it can be easy to see someone doing something and that, that I'm not doing. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, like I'm not doing that. But then I have to remind myself, but they're most likely not doing the things that I'm doing. <laughs> it, it, but you're, it's like you're scanning things and your brain subconsciously kind of like, I, I forgot how you worded it. Um, I, oh, what did you say about social media in regards to... Um, it's like we're looking. You, we might be looking at it and not even realizing that um, we're doing something. Oh, I forget what you said. I can't remember exactly what I said, but I will yeah. expound on that. I yeah, have sure. A lot I will. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, I have become much more active on social media since the pandemic, and honestly, it was because for quite a while um, I was not sure if insurance was going to cover telehealth. And so I did not know if I was going to need to have a practice that was strictly private pay clients or Mm. if I was going to need to generate some extra income through online workshops. I didn't know what I was going to need to do, but it seems like becoming more active and talking more about therapy and mental health was a good move. Um, And I did not anticipate the great connections that I would make and how much I would enjoy encouraging people in that way. But in doing that, the other side of that is, you know, being on it more and looking at it more. So I knew all of these things before, but now they are much more real to me. You know, you, you get on your phone and you, and you scroll and you scroll and there are, people doing crafts and there are people organizing things into clear plastic containers and there are people cooking food that is all organic and all from scratch and nothing that I just named is bad. Everything that I just named is good, but it, it can really instantly, if you don't have a a hold of it and boundaries set for it, it can instantly make you think, well, I don't do that. I should do that and make you forget about all of the things that you already do. Um, because those things that you see and you compare yourself to, those might not even be your gifts. I was thinking today before we started talking, um, my little girl is doing, um, she, she is, she's four, but she's like three K age. And she is doing a, she's doing homeschool with one of my best friends who, who stays home with Mm -hmm. her little boy. So she's doing it with um, my best friend and her little boy. And, And she's doing great and learning a lot too. My friend is really good at this. Um, I wouldn't be, (laughs) that's, that's not my gift, but my friend is really good at this. But, um, I took her to the Dollar Tree to pick out, um, like a, like a little dollar Valentine gift for each one of her little best friends. And I was thinking when, 
when I was doing it. Like I am good at teaching her to be like thoughtful and intentional and think about people. Like I can, I can do that. That is a, that is a gifting of mine. Crafting with her is not a gifting of mine, but they're both good. You know, like you can both experience goodness and like teach your child through those things. One doesn't have to be better than the other. Um, And social media, I think can make us forget our strengths and the things that we are already doing well. Yeah. I totally understand that because I feel like it is very easy um, to just think like you see one thing and then you're like, oh, I I don't do it. Kind of like what I mentioned before. And then you kind of feel like less than, but I like that you turned that around and you're like, you know what, these are the things that I am good at and I can teach her that. Um, I'm curious with you getting onto social media more, um, Mm -hmm. what are the things that you really like, uh, you know, sharing on your um, feed and stuff like that. Like what, what do you find that you kind of are surprised now that you're kind of putting yourself out there more that you kind of love showcasing and, um, I don't know, like talking about, you know, on your, uh, profile. Yeah. I, I really thought hard before I started doing it and, and it's just my original personal account that I started, I guess in 2012. Um, so you can scroll back and look at terrible um, iPhone 4 pictures. And um, <laughs> but I just, I did not feel compelled to start a new account. You know, yeah. that, that stuff is all me. It's it's there. I, I don't want to erase it or anything. And I'm not ashamed of any of it by any means. But um, I really like talking about mental health and what I hope is an encouraging and an approachable, relatable sort of way. Um, I thought about, and some people advised me to start like a separate psychology account. And maybe I will do that one day, but right now I don't, I don't think I want to, that, that feels a little bit like work to me and I already have enough work to do. And so I've kept it kind of more casual, but Um, I like sharing those things because I think it's important for people to know that they're not alone and that the, the stress that we have felt this year and the worries and the concerns and the overwhelm, like they're normal and everybody has a hard time sometimes that's normal, that's ordinary. So I really like, I really like sharing that. I also share a lot, and this is kind of a hard turn in the other direction, but I think it all somehow goes together. Um, I have been gardening in my backyard for um, a few years now, and I've grown it quite a bit in the last year. And so I've enjoyed sharing about, about that and like just what I have learned Um the things I learn about life by by watching plants grow and planting seeds. And, and I like sharing that. I like sharing. I use quite a few books in, in therapy with kids. I like sharing those. Um, 
Yeah. So those are some things I've enjoyed sharing. I have enjoyed it. Yeah, that is really fun. Um, yeah. I do think because I, I feel like social media media became a way to connect with people when we kind of yeah. all had to get locked down. So um, it's just interesting to hear, you know, how that showed up in, in different people's lives and that social media isn't necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think you have to kind of guard your mind a little bit when you go on there and kind of be uh, a little bit aware of how much time you spend on it because it's so easy to consume. And then um, you're, you're may not actually be living your actual life if you're just always on your phone. Um, so, but I do think it's fun. I mean, I think there's a lot of great things that you can learn. And like you said, you can connect with others, which you would have never done. And so I think that's great. Um, I wanted to move on to the next question and kind of just talk to you, um, about, I, you know, I've been seeing a lot of people saying, um, using the word no. Right. And so, and especially with moms, I feel like that can feel so selfish and, you know, uh, they don't want to say no. And I'm not necessarily just saying to their kids, but to friends or people, it's like, you feel like you just always need to say yes. And there was like the year of yes. And, and like say yes to more opportunities and experiences. Um, but I think it's also important to think about like, okay, but what do you need to see? What do you need to say no to so that you can actually say yes to the opportunities and experiences that you really want to focus on. So how about you share with us from your perspective on why it actually is helpful to, to, um, you know, to say no, but then also it doesn't mean you're selfish because I think that with moms, it's so easy to just feel like, oh my gosh, like I have to say yes, but then they end up doing it out of resentment, which I don't think is better. Um, so I would love for you just to talk about this. Amber, that is a great question. And, um, I really love to talk about that, actually. So, yes, we live in a culture that celebrates achievement and it celebrates doing all these things. And um, when you ask, well, not now, but before COVID, when you asked anybody how they were, um, they would say, oh, you know, we're just so busy and we accept that as the norm and we almost like revere people for it. I have found that just that lifestyle, I'm going to use the word I used before. I have found it to be so destructive, mm-hmm. um, so destructive for women, so destructive for children. Um, and just kind of a sad way to to live. Um, I am prone to some anxiety myself. And I had a pretty difficult, my dad, and he is totally fine now. I always start this story with the happy ending of this story. Mm. But he had um, a very um, out of nowhere massive heart attack 10 years ago. Um, and it, I had just gotten engaged and I was... In my second internship, counseling quite a few people a week, and I was teaching, um, I think, two undergraduate classes, and it just launched me into a place of anxiety that I did not expect by any means, um, which I wouldn't trade for anything um, because it is certainly one of the ways that God has taught me most about himself and and brought me closest to him. It's um, a way that I'm able to 
not just sympathize, but empathize with my clients. But um, back to the original question, I have learned the hard way that saying yes to everything is a quick way to get myself in the worst way. Mm. Um, Because I've learned so much, you know, I've been freed of so much of that anxiety, but you know, I do some things to, to keep it that way. And one of the things that I have to do, and I do not think I'm unique in this, is I have to consider my priorities and I have to give my yeses and my noes accordingly. And and I always give my clients this example. Um, I don't think that these are unusual priorities for people, but they are just mine, so they don't have to be yours. You know, I don't get to pick anybody's priorities, but mine are my faith in my life, number one. Number two, my family, who is Will and Lily. My husband and my child is the the, the next priority. And then the third one, I kind of split between um, my very close friends and then my clients um, kind of there together. I want to be fully present and be able to give my all to to whatever I am doing at that moment. And so when I think about my yeses and nos, I balance them against how they are going to affect those things. If they are going to add to or take away those things. Um, and if they are going to take away from those things in a bad way. I say no, and I don't feel bad about it. Um, and that way, I am able to live in a place of saying yes to the things that are the very best. And I'm able to fully say yes to the things that God has for me and live in that place instead of just scattered, just giving little pieces of myself to all kinds of things that I probably didn't even want to do anyway, you know? Yeah, I love that. And, you know, that actually leads me to my next question, because I feel like a lot of times people say yes, even though they don't want to, because they want to be people pleasing and they Mm -hmm. don't want to um, come off like they don't care. And so I've actually kind of learned um, in the past, you know, couple years that really, you know, people who want to please or yeah, please people, it's not really about being nice. It's just that they kind of want to avoid that conflict. And so um, it comes off as people pleasing, but, but then they end up having resentment. So Mm -hmm. it's like, it's not, it's not, (laughs) it's not like, oh, (laughs) I just, I'm just people pleasing. And I absolutely love this. And I feel so happy about it. I mean, I guess if, if you really have that intention and you're like, oh my gosh, I just want to give you my time, I'm access service, all this stuff. That's one thing. But if you're, always saying yes, and then being quite mad about it all, and then holding all the resentment, then this isn't good. And so um, I would love for you to talk about, you know, how do you go about that, right? Like, because so if you are wanting to avoid the conflict, and you don't want to come off like you're so selfish, and you don't want to help people, but then you are holding on to this resentment and quite mad at the person who's asking you the question, <laughs> and you can't figure out how to say no. Um, what is your thoughts on this and helping, you know, women figure out how to say no in the right, well, I don't want to say right way, but like, I guess in the best way without 
without coming off rude, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I totally get what you're saying. And I think we, I've been thinking while, while you have been talking, we have all been there, like where we said yes to something and then we were so foul about it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, for me, like, so I'm 35 years old and I don't know how old I was when I, when I finally said I've had enough, but (laughs) for a while now, um, Ah, uh, if if I get and look, let me be clear about this. Okay, I want to live a life of sacrifice and like I want to live a life of generosity mm-hmm. and being giving. Like I'm not talking about never doing anything sure. that inconveniences me. Just to be very clear yes. about that. Yeah, and, and I yeah, I think all the people listening know know what we mean. Yeah, they get by the gist. Right. Yeah, I'm not talking about being like a selfish, mean person by any means. But um, at uh, some point, I started listening, and we all know that little like catch inside of ourselves mm. when we get asked the thing and it says, no, I don't want to like, we, like there's an mm-hmm. instant feeling yep. and I don't do it anymore. <laughs> if I get the catch inside of myself, I don't do it anymore. Um, so like, I think a few things to answer that. First of all, we will never please everybody ever, right. ever, ever. Yeah. Um, second of all, the more you say yes to things and do a good job at them, the more people will ask you to do things. They're probably not going to say, um, Hey, I really think you should slow it down and probably not even out of a bad spirit. Just you do a great job of things and you say yes and they appreciate you. So they ask you again. Right. Um, so, so you, nobody's going to regulate that for you. You have to do it for, for yourself. Um, and you also have permission for your capacity to change. My capacity right now is smaller than mm-hmm. it has been maybe ever before. I, I cannot do, you know, not, probably that's true for all of us. So we have also permission for our capacity to change in different different seasons. Um, I think another thing to think about is that we are never going to get real satisfaction from pleasing people anyway, which is kind of a whole nother thing. But for the saying no, um, I talk with people about this in therapy a lot. Um, I got asked to do a couple of things this week, my myself that I'm going to, I'm going to say no to, and they are both excellent opportunities. Mm. I'm honored and flattered to be asked to do both of them. Um, and for, and, and I, I have that catch in my spirit about mm. both of them. I don't have the capacity to do them well. I'll get anxious and spread too thin. I'll, I'll be mean to my family while I'm trying to get ready for them. And so I'm just going to say, I really appreciate you asking me this. I'm honored that you thought of me. I really can't take on more than what I'm doing right now. So I'm going to pass this time. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) You know, like, right. I, I encourage women, like you don't have anything to apologize for. Um, don't say you're sorry. You know? Right. You know, I think you know. I think so many people start off like, I'm so sorry, you know, and then no. they kind of give the reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think about, 
I just, I just want to leave room for the stuff that really matters to me. I really, really want to, I want to leave room between counseling people through a pandemic and, and being a good friend and taking care of my child and, and being, trying to be a good wife to my husband. And there's only so much room left. And I want to, to spend it wisely with things that, that honor the Lord and that bring me joy. And that, that stuff looks different for all of us, but that's what I am going to, we've got one life to live and that's what I want to live it doing. And so I have to say no to good stuff sometimes Mm -hmm. to, to live the best stuff. Yeah. I love that. And so Whitney, we're almost at the end of the show and this, the people pleasing is going to tie into this. And I'm going to ask you a question uh, before you get into this. And so um, I want to talk about boundaries and your thoughts, because this all ties into the people pleasing, you know, it kind of setting those boundaries and having to say no. Um, But I feel like it's so hard for people to set boundaries because they don't want to come off as mean. So here's a question I want to ask you. And we didn't talk about this before, so this is not a real situation. Um, but let's use, like, for example, your parents say to you, "Hey, let's go on a vacation, okay?" And you're kind of like, "Yeah, that sounds that that sounds great, right?" And you love your parents, mm-hmm. but you're kind of like, <laughs> "We can we can only go on one vacation this year, yeah. and you're and you're gonna have to pay." They're not like saying like we're gonna pay for everything and make it super easy in that way, and and say you only have so much time off, okay? So here's the situation because it's not just like an, an experience through someone else or an opportunity for, you know, um, your career or whatever. We're talking about family members right. here, right? So, cause I feel like this kind of stuff and now maybe it's not exactly vacation, but like, I just use that, um, yeah. comes up a lot. And now you're dealing with your family members mm-hmm. and, and you do care about them and you do love them. But like you said, we still only have so much time. So yeah. what, what would you, how would you go about that? Like, if you really were like, I don't really want to do this. Like, I don't really think this is actually a good idea. And I think it could end up getting a little bit mm, not so good. Like how, how could people say this with putting boundaries and trying to not be people pleasing, but still come off so loving? Because I think this is the super challenging thing, especially for women who are trying to be the best daughter, best sister, best mom, best wife, best whatever, you know, and then, but then they, and then they end up like, killing themselves, right? Like not really, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, they're, they have nothing to give now because they're now trying to be amazing to everyone else that they care about. Sure. Absolutely. I think everybody can relate to something like that. And those are the situations where it gets hardest because we don't say yes to anything intentionally bad. Like it's, it's saying yes to the stuff that we know is not the very best, even though it's so good. And like dealing with family is the hardest for sure. And so I think we have to, first of all, recognize that boundaries are not bad and they're not mean. Like they're just not, they are put in place to protect the things that are the very most important. Um, I think in a roundabout way, answering that question, what I would really encourage people to do is start putting the boundaries in place 
and saying, you know, that sounds like so much fun, but we are just not going to be able to do that this time Mm. when it is going out to dinner or going to the movies or coming over on an afternoon when everybody's tired, like start it with Mm. the little stuff. Yeah. So when the medium stuff comes, you've got some practice at it, you know, don't wait until it's the big vacation to try to set a boundary for the first time. Cause that feels, that feels tricky. And even if that is the case, you know, you be gracious, like, you know how to be a gracious person. Um, and you just say, just like I kind of said, I'm going to say to a couple of people this week, thank you so much. This is a great idea. Um, it's just not going to work out for us this time. And you you can give a couple of reasons for that if you want to, but you also don't have to. You don't have to justify um, you don't have to justify yourself and what you can and cannot do. And um, a real key thing to remember is that it is our responsibility how we speak to others, how we treat others, and um, being loving and kind. It is not our responsibility how others react to our boundaries. That belongs to them, not to us. And so people are not always going to like it whenever right. we tell them no. And that's okay. Um, we do that again and again. And they get more used to it. And if they are the people that are closest to us, hopefully they will reap the benefits of us setting boundaries in in other ways, like being able to be fully present and our best with with the things that we say yes to. Like one day we can say yes to the vacation and be fun and be present and be our best instead of saying yes to every vacation and being grouchy and not fun and biting and resenting it. Yeah. And I think that is the key is because I do feel like people are so concerned what the other person's going to think, but you cannot control what they're going to think. So, you know, I was just thinking kind of like you were talking about coming over and we're tired and all that stuff. And, you know, like what if, you know, like say this is your parents and they're just like, well, you're always so busy. Like, see, and this is where I think people could then end up caving because they're like, oh my gosh, like, okay, I don't want you to think I'm too busy, you know? And so, but then they're still not happy. Like the, the, the person who is saying yes, because they're caving, they're still not happy and they're still tired. Right. So then who is that really serving? So it, it does sound like you almost like what you were saying is, you cannot control what they think. So um, if they're going to say, if they're going to think to you or say to you and, and think, hey, you're so busy or whatever, do you feel like you just have to accept that they think that? Because if you just keep trying to be like, okay, I'm not really busy. Like, no, no, you really are important to me. Then really, I don't know who's that, who's that going to serve because you're just going to be upset. I mean, do you agree? I do. And I think it goes back to... I can't encourage people enough to really think about what are your priorities? 
what is important to you, what really, really matters the most to you. And I think 2020 gave us a unique opportunity to take a good, hard look at that, that we maybe wouldn't have had otherwise. Mm. Um, What really matters to you? And what do I have to do to protect it? And if I know that I am, you know, if, if somebody doesn't like my, my decision, then yeah, that is just something it's, it's not a, it's not a good feeling to sit with, you know, somebody not being pleased with you. Like, I don't want people to be unhappy with, with me, but I find that as you practice this over time and combine it with, you know, living a life of love and kindness and generosity and saying yes and doing well where you can, it gets easier, much easier over time. And you reap the benefits yeah, of it. So right. Like you, yeah, you feel the benefits of that life of peace and protecting the things that matter to you the very most. Yeah, I love that. Well, Whitney, we are at the end and I appreciate you coming on the show. It's been so much fun just kind of talking through all this. And I feel like this is really going to help a lot of moms just because I feel like there's just been um, a lot of practice, right? Like I said, with, you know, this year trying to figure out saying no and, and going back to what you were saying that like there, everyone's lives were so busy and then now it's finally kind of slowed down. Well, if things start to pick back up again, you have to really think about what do you want your life to look like? What do you want to say yes to creating those boundaries and not just people pleasing and whatnot. So I appreciate you coming on the show and just kind of sharing your wisdom with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the mom inspired show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email, and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests' information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week.